James Bond. Charming, sophisticated secret agent. <laughs> Shaken, but not disturbed. <laughs> He yeah, said, absolutely. He'll tag Bin Dog. Bin Dog attack! I admire your luck, Mr. Bond. James Bond. Who are you? Bond. James Bond. Good morning. My name's Bond. James Bond. Solitaire. My name's Bond. James Bond. My name is Bond. James Bond. Can I help you? Yes, my name is Bond. James Bond. Oh, by the way, we haven't been properly introduced, Molina. My name is Bond. James Bond. Uh, Mr. Bond. James Bond. My name is Bond. James Bond. Well, actually, Captain, I'm with the British Secret Service. The name is Bond. James Bond. Or perhaps it's Sinjin Smythe. <laughs> what a great name. Oh, boys, Seek and Not Stirred. We oh, are no. back. 14, 14 movies in. We thought we'd do a, a little recap for for the folks. A little whole bunch of James Bond bonds there. I cut it off a little early before the uh, the next next round of characters come in. Boys, what's happening? What up? What's up, guys? The deliveries on those Bond James Bonds. I I gotta say they were all flawless. Thinking back, those are all excellent deliveries. The only never one I didn't like in there up. is that the never say never it looks like he's in front of like the asteroids yeah, machine. Yeah. Like it was like a happy Gilmore, like you know, calling just, from the asteroids machine in the game room. Yeah, I, I just exit that movie completely. Like, yeah, I don't count it. We're, we're Eon only yeah. on this podcast, by the ah. way. Yeah, we, we're not covering that until the very end. Uh, right. no, I don't think so. Yeah. Damn, and Connery looked old. Like, we pick on Roger Moore, Connery looked bad, <laughs> man, looked really bad there. Yep. He's still five years younger than Moore, though. Yikes. He looks like he looks he aged terribly. Moore did have some kind there, of- there. Sean Carnegie the Rock tops. A one best. Movie. best Bond movie. <laughs> <laughs> that rating will also come later. <laughs> that has one of the best movie like soundtracks. Where two of us are drinking water. Like, what's happened to us? I I'm uh, I'm not drinking water. I don't know. Nope, not at all. DJ with it, so uh, I'm I'm just finishing this bottle, and then I'm going to be pouring myself a beer. Just got to get through the rest of that. Anyway, so we're uh, we're 14 movies in. Fun fact for you: I decided to tally it up at this particular point. If you are listening to this podcast, you have listened to 999 minutes of our bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! God bless you. Does this, does this include God the uh, the emergency podcast? It includes everything. Cool. It includes wow. the intros, the emergency podcasts, 900 and just accidentally 999 minutes of bullshit. Yeah, to our listeners, it's not going to get any better. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, it's no a whole it, load it, of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it, oh. it really takes a it really takes a dive from here. We we have a couple in the can and we're in the process of editing and there's a few that really go off the fucking rails. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. No, no drinks for me, thanks. <laughs> it's a great movie. We'll, we'll throw that in the can too. Forget Sarah Marshall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll toss that one in there. There's a way to tie it in. There's always a way to tie it to Bond somehow, way, shape, or form. It would have been a Mila Kunis would have made a great Bond girl. Still would. Yeah, still, in, you know, Kristen Bell too. Why not? Mm-hmm. Aldous Snow would make a great a uh, it's a great it's a great Bond bad guy name. Remake Die Another Day and make her Miranda Frost. 
I like what you're putting bond, down. There's a bond there's a bond yeah. film to be remade. Just redo Die Another Day in like 20 no. years. Miranda Frost was like the only good thing about the movie. Put her back in, put her as Jinx or somebody. Do you, do you replace Halle Berry with Mila Kunis? Yeah. And make Kristen Be- and make Kristen Bell uh, Miranda Frost. No, I, I think th- we're on, I think we're on to something here, guys. I, hey, <laughs> um, I, 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 I ain't hating this. Listen, <laughs> I mean we we haven't released this episode yet of Die Another Day, but I'm telling you that you can only go up from what we've watched. So, <laughs> can can we rewrite the entire movie? <laughs> yeah, we might. We, uh, we probably could, honestly. But can we, we can we change can we make the can we make the face changing thing more like face off and get Nick Cage to do the movie? And I Who's think gonna we, be Bond? Jonah Hill? And we, we just need more Madonna. We need more Madonna cameos. No, no, we don't. <laughs> oh, no. Madonna is a fucking fencing instructor. <laughs> so bad. That movie's so bad. I can't wait. What I still never understand about Madonna, all of a sudden she's become like British aristocracy because she got married to Guy Ritchie at one point. She's from like the hood in Detroit. Yeah. She's, like, she's from Detroit, Michigan. Are they still married? Her and Guy I have Ritchie? No idea. Who, who knows? You're asking the wrong person. I hope not, for Guy Ritchie's sake. <laughs> yeah, Jeets. Yeah, oh, shit. Do we right. want to talk about James Bond or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess we probably should. So we're just we going to get all, a all the nonsense out of the way. Yeah, we're, we're just kind of going to riff this one and see what the hell happens here. So we don't really have our, our traditional 10, you know, 10 category, 10 point score system. We just figured we'd kind of talk through some highlights and mostly lowlights for the last 999 minutes that you have been forcibly subjected to. We've had three bonds to this point. What do we think? You know, we've had Roger Moore for seven, Lazenby for, for one and Sean Connery for, for six. I, honestly, I would have I would like to see more Lazenby. I wish I wish we could have honestly. I think if I were to rank them, guys, and we can piggyback off this and we can discuss it. I'm thinking Connery is number one for me. Number two, I know he's only done one film, but I'm gonna put Lazenby there. And right now, number three is Roger Moore for me. I have like a hard time ranking it because it's just not fair that Lazenby only had one. But I did see a trend. I think the further and further people go in terms of fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh movie. After five, they should really stop. I don't think anybody should be doing more than five movies. The late Connery movies stunk. The late Roger Moore movies stunk. And we'll even see stinky movies with Pierce at the end. But early Connery, amazing. Roger Moore, different. Added a comedy touch, but I still strongly prefer the early Sean Connery. Top four movies, early four. Can't beat those. Yeah, guys, I mean... Based on on our scores of the films to date, uh, we all kind of scored Honor Majesties pretty well uh, for Bond performance. And I mean, like it was pointed out, we just didn't get enough sample size from Lazenby here. You know, we got one film. I'm going to put Connery at at the top of my ranking, but that's just based solely on not enough, not enough films for, for Lazenby to really jump him. Early Connery scored pretty well for me. For Bond performances, you know, I might have been a little heavy-handed on on Doctor No being the first one, first Bond performance <laughs> set setting the uh, the score with a ten. Yeah. You know, the first the first ones did pretty well. Yeah, I mean, look, we probably should go back and re-properly score Doctor No. I don't think it would fare as well as we've done more of these. Naturally, they're going to get compared to others, which obviously we're trying to avoid. Not recency biased, but there was foundation bias in 
in Dr. No, where it's the creation of the character. Having been through 14 of these at this point, I mean, I know I'm going to be contrarian here, but I, I'm going to go with Roger Moore. I, I like Roger Moore's consistency in performing the role. I think Connery is peaks and valleys. I, I think Connery, Connery at the poker table in Dr. No, Connery in, in Goldfinger, without a doubt. Even though some parts of Connery from Russia are better than more could ever do, but more is consistent more than Connery is. Connery's lows are bad. You only live twice is not good. And I like diamonds, but Connery's performances there are just not good. Moore's wait a less second, of, Mike. It's less you about score, it's less about <laughs> wait a second. Yeah. We gotta we gotta talk about your score for diamonds then because you I, had a bond I, I, performance so, at an eight. I, I like that. I said that, that I like diamonds, like, because I like the writing of diamonds. I like the movie of diamonds that elevated Connery's performance. And I talked about that because I, I thought the script of diamonds is a good thing. And I said it even then that diamonds would have been better probably without Connery. You know, he's, he's helped there by the script. And in the same way that some of Roger Moore's performances are brought down because Moore's like some of Moore's scripts were just written comically and they took it in that direction. But Moore as an actor is just a better actor than Connery, but Connery's highs are just better than Moore's highs. Yeah, I agree with that. Since I got your scores up, Mike, I'll just, I'll rattle off a few high sure. points. Like you said, Dr. No up until this point was your highest bond performance score to 9.5. Yeah. Uh, your lowest Bond performance score was, or just past one, A View to a Kill, was, which was a three. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of the, the trend here for, for the entire group is those late Roger Moore films really just started to suffer in the Bond yeah. performance ranking. Um, Octopussy mm -hmm. and A View to a Kill really weren't very good. Moonraker was not very good, um, just based on our, our crew ranking scores. But mm -hmm. Mike, you threw around a lot of eights. You know, you had From Russia, Goldfinger, Diamonds Are Forever, Live and Let Die, and The Man with the Golden Gun, all at an eight. Yep. So, you know, it's it's pretty straightforward there where, we, you know, we're talking about your Conneries, your early Conneries, and your early Roger Moores really taking the cake there. You actually gave Lazenby a 7.5 for Honor Majesties, which I thought you would have a little bit higher, but... Yeah, you know, I, I initially did. With the ability to go back and rescore Dr. No... I don't think I would put that at a 9.5. I probably would put that about a 7.5 or an 8, realistically. There was a, a first podcast bias and a first movie bias and, a, and an opening scene bias, right? Because the opening scene of Connery at the casino is, that scene in, in and of itself is a 10. I mean, it's yep. we, we, saw it, we, we saw it a few seconds ago. I mean, it's a fucking 10. But the rest of that movie is actually kind of boring. Like, the rest of that movie's plot isn't really great, and the villain's kind of crappy. And only getting for a few minutes, but again, first movie and was new for us. Yeah, overall, I mean, we're all kind of echoing the same thing here. Mm -hmm. The early, early Bond performances from from each of these guys were all stronger than when they got a little too old to play the role. And I don't even think it's like counting the stunt work. It's more so the straight up acting, the line delivery. Roger Moore didn't like lack in those departments. I think a lot of Moore's was was faulted by the writing, right? I, I don't think Roger Moore had the idea to have a, a driving gondola with a double-taking pigeon, right? I don't think Roger Moore went into Terrible. Cubby, Cubby Broccoli's office and said, I demand a double-taking pigeon. Moore went out there like a pro and he, and he nailed it. He, he took the script the he was given. He, yeah. He's an actor, not a writer. Not yeah. a director. I think, I think a lot can be said, too, about just, you know, maybe our position of being like, all right, we're kind of over this guy as Bond right now. Like, 
seven's a as, lot as much as as much time as as we kind of i guess slagged on roger moore for for being old and making fun of his old balls some of that could be reflected in the scores maybe a little <laughs> bit unjust or or you just don't dress up in a clown suit that too yeah but again the writing I'm, and the writing and not the actor right i'm pretty sure he disliked having to do that nobody wants to be on camera like that he can't seriously defuse a bomb in a clown suit and expect me to take you seriously <laughs> <laughs> floppy feet and his easter eggs right his easter eggs yeah <laughs> we can we yeah. can just dissect that i'll, I'll save yeah. that for my discussion in gadgets uh, the easter egg and octopusy i mean so we all agree though right moving on to the next category carl stromberg number one villain uh done listen guys i'm i'm gonna go out here and say this up up until this point to a view to a kill we have seen some of the best if not all top three of the bond villains that we will see there are a handful of bond villains that show up later in the in the whole series of films but i think uh i think up until this point we've had some some strong candidates for for a top three for sure i don't think stromberg cracks my top three sorry but i do i I do think at this point you know from from where we are in the podcast i think we make a a very a very different pivot a lot of these movies are all kind of interwoven there's a lot of the same writers and a lot of the same feel and a lot of characters that come in and out. You get a lot of Blofelds and, and a lot of this. I, I think after this movie, they become individualistic. They're not, uh, until you get to the Craig portion. During this whole time, it's, you understand that you're in the same world here, right? Like, you know, Blofeld and and Spectre is in a lot of these movies and they're, they they repeat themselves. And we get to a point where everything is in a silo for the next coming movies too. So until I think Roger Moore. Roger Moore yeah. kind of had a lot of siloed movies. So we're talking about villains. Who would y'all think is the most iconic villain? Do you think we've seen the most iconic villain to this point that we've like reviewed? We're talking, well, because I, I think there's two. We got to split this. Yeah, I, right. I, want, so yeah, I, I want to split the hair here. So yeah. are we talking the best villain? Or are we talking no. the most iconic villain? Iconic. And then we'll oh, talk yeah. about best. Iconic. Yeah. Got to be Goldfinger. Yeah, iconic is Goldfinger. They yeah. named the movie after him. Yeah, I, I agree. Say Goldfinger as well. Well, but like, what would you think is like the most memorable? And would you? I, I got. I want to make your argument for. I mean, I'm not saying it's the best. I'm gonna say. I mean, Blofeld, right? It's got to be Blofeld. Like that. We hear about this guy nonstop. I mean, the whole. I, I mean, he say, appears multiple times. Yeah. Right. So I mean, we see him and the acting on like I would say Taste of Alice's. I think that's the. I think we all agreed that that was probably the best Blofeld at this point. I mean, aside from him, like they, they the acting performance is stunk, but. I would say he's probably the most memorable, seeing that he's the head of Spectre, right? Well, what's yeah. um what's what's his name in uh in You Only Live Twice too could have been a great Blofeld. And who Donald Pleasance, I think that was. Is that who that was? Yeah, you you think of like when you think of Blofeld, you yeah. think of him because of the scar and everything, and mm-hmm. Doctor Evil and like yeah. But I yeah I'm I'm gonna say yeah. I think most memorable is probably to this point. Blofeld, most iconic Goldfinger. I do think there's a case to be made about Scaramanga. Yeah, of um, course. I think Scaramanga yeah. is is a spectacular. I mean, obviously, right? It's 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 Christopher <laughs> Lee. It's Christopher Lee is related to Ian Fleming, but you, you throw that aside of, amongst the the Bond nerd conversation. He as a as a bad guy is great in yeah. a way, an assassin that is rival to Bond. Right. Yeah. There's there. That's on a second. That's on a better level. Man. Uh, we've seen a lot of good villains. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, we just talked about yeah, Zoran. 
He's, I Max think, Zorn. the upper mm-hmm. tier of the guys we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the one of the bright spots in, in an overall low scored film. Agreed. And, and we've had some uh, less than stellar villains like Octopussy. Uh, For your eyes only didn't do much. Right. Live and let die. What, what did Kananga do? Not no. Much. His henchmen, yeah. his henchmen outside. Yeah, I mean, the henchmen, the henchmen stole the show there. And like and Russell with Love, villain, it was more so like the henchmen who were running the show with Red Grant and mm-hmm. yeah. Dr. No stunk. The villain of Dr. No was terrible. I mean, Dr. No was terrible. Yeah. Was, but, but I think but I think we even said that Dr. No was yeah. not a good villain. Right. Yep. So did, I don't remember. What did we score Dr. No? Are you looking villain at that? Wise? Villain you wise. Like, villain wise. Um, yeah. Trey, you gave Dr. No a 5.1. Yeah, um, I remember like not like. Mike six five, Supla six, and I gave him a seven five. I think we were generous, but uh I don't care for Dr. No. I, I don't think he's the worst villain we've seen. I think oh, off, off the cuff right now, would you change your score on Dr. No? Absolutely yeah. not. Okay. I, I probably would come down a little bit. He's a um, five. He's gonna be in the five for me. I was up at a seven five for him, but but it, like we just I mean that's hard. That's a hard film to score because we're trying to do each film in its own right, and it's the first Bond film. So I mean, exactly, yeah. It, yeah and, and we've always tried to make that point where we don't want to draw comparisons film to film and right. just kind of it's do hard. It and that's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's hard. why that's why we have these recaps where we can compare them up until this point and, yeah. and run you know run the conversation through all those. I scored Scaramanga really high, and I, I would probably stick with that. And Goldfinger, so, Goldfinger had a uh, a high score for me. They were they were my two highest up until this point. Uh, Zorin Zorin was good, but you know who was our highest collectively rated villain? Uh, it, had be, it had to be Goldfinger. It had to be Goldfinger. It's, would, it's, would, it's probably Goldfinger. Goldfinger, yeah. Scaramanga, no, easily easily Goldfinger. So okay, Trey. Myself and Mike all had Goldfinger at a nine five, and Supel had Goldfinger at a ten. Okay. Um, Scaramanga, Scaramanga, not too far behind though, because Supel had him at a nine. uh, Mike had him at a nine. I had him at a nine, and Trey, you had him at a nine as well. So, I mean, overall, not not too far behind. I would say he's he's second. It's gonna be hard to top those two. I. Going where forward, do we um see sorry, maybe, Sue, maybe Sanchez up there? Sanchez, Trevelyan. yeah. Trevelyan. Uh, maybe, um, my, going, name is escaping me from Skyfall. My why I, can't I think of his I, name? And he's my favorite. I can't think of it right now. Uh, oh my god, cut this out, Mike. We love <laughs> <laughs> I mean we're, we're also not supposed to be talking about the movies that are coming up, but no, yeah, but no Sam- doubt. Cut it out. But uh not Largo. Oh fuck. Uh no, Largo was um, Thunderball, which I you're, actually like. Th- you are thinking of Raul Silva. Raul, yes. you're thinking I, of Mr. Silva. My favorite. I am, yeah, hundred percent. That's the only one that would probably sniff uh, besides others. But the way we rated it is how I like personally feel about mm-hmm. it too. Goldfinger number one for me, Scaramanga number two, Magzor number three. At this point, for me, guys, mm-hmm. I'm higher on Stromberg than other people just because I like what Stromberg brought to the table. I, I'll I'll die on that fucking hill. I also really like Blofeld and Diamonds. I I, I like that concept. I don't think it was executed yeah. great, but I like Blofeld and Diamonds. I like that Blofeld took over a uh, a right. Las Vegas billionaire's identity. Right, he stole an identity. Right, and you and know, and pulled that off. Yeah, 
and and I will say, talking about like rescoring, if I and I'm not going to rescore anything that we've already done at this point, but if I were to, I think I I even talked about it with you guys after I like re-listened to the episode, is going back to Moonraker, Hugo Drax as a villain, I probably would come up a little bit because of the power he possessed and how rich he was and like I mean, I mean damn dude, he had like a a whole fuck. He's Elon Musk essentially. He's Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, he really, he really was, was like, Elon Musk. <laughs> like yeah, to this point, like I, I mean. Yeah. I, I think we're pretty aligned on who we think are our top villains up until this point, but are we aligned on who we think is the worst up until this point? Mike does have a good, Stromberg was definitely in the upper half of the better villains. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, up until this yeah. point, he would fall into the, the upper echelon. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think he's top five, but e- for- even if you're going to, even if you're going to dump on Stromberg just to get me riled off to knock your rocks, <laughs> You still can't you can't make a plausible argument that Stromberg is below Octopussy or Doctor No or um, some of the Blofelds. I, uh, I'd, I'd put him in the same strat or Kanunga. Yeah, know, like there's the bad I guy in for, for your eyes only who I don't remember if it was Chris Aristotle. 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 I don't know. I liked him, but but anyways, uh, besides that point, I believe I think Kamal Khan's the worst, and Octopussy is the worst villain that we've seen. I agree with that, Trey. Even his henchmen stunk. And I, to be honest with you, as far as like the villains go, there's not much to like in that movie. Gobindu no. was like he had potential as a henchman, and we'll talk about that. But Kamal Khan is, I think, is collectively for me the worst. At least Kananga is like a dictator, right? I mean, at least he has like some kind of like. Yeah, but again, you know, the point we made is that he got outshined by not one but two, two yes. people. Right, and Kamal yeah. Khan, like, <laughs> there's not much to outshine him there. Well, what about Largo, guys? What do we think about Largo? I feel like he's like, he's almost there. Like he's number, he's number two, right? So like yeah. he's like, not, I don't know what it is about him. He like, I think he just missed the buck. Where he could be yeah, really look, had if you went back and you refilmed that movie now, I think given um, modern technology and modern filming and modern CGI, you could make Largo a spectacular villain. I think the the aging of the action sequences, the runaway boat in, in the end, and some of yes. the underwater fight sequences yes. while while like, while great at the time doesn't do him that much justice. I think if you if you were to, to, to bring that to the modern the modern version, I think you could really elevate that character with just I some enjoyed Largo. You know, I, I enjoyed I I, I, I enjoyed him, but like I think you could throw Largo into the stratosphere of like a top five. You, you know, amongst of what we've seen so far yeah. easily. I would uh, I would agree with that as well. I would think Thunderball just collectively as a film would be like, I'm always talking about remaking Bond movies like Thunderball and Live and Let Die would be another good like movie to remake. I feel like. Well, let me ask you this question of of the movies we have seen to this point. If you could have a, uh, a modern remake version, if you were able to remake any one of the 14 Bonds that we have seen, which one, which one do you think would be the best? Live and Let Die. The coolest one. The coolest one would be the man with the golden gun. See, I, I don't think I would touch. I don't think I would touch golden gun. I, I think would, you can I just would, you can just make it a lot more eerie. I think I would with, do with new effects. I do Doctor No. You gotta maybe, give the man more screen time. Maybe like yeah, completely change Doctor No. I got yeah, I, I could I could see that. I would say live and let die, and 
make Kananga's like alter like ego and stuff like him ripping the face off being like I don't know, I don't know the same dude like Baron Samadhi. I feel like Baron Samadhi could have like a, such a greater role in that. Maybe X out Rosie Carver. Well, we're not changing. We're not changing the movie. We're just remaking it with yeah, new, I know. new new effects. Improve it though. Like yeah. like Moonraker with Elon Musk, like we said. <laughs> he'll pay for, he'll pay for every dime too. We'll be a massive box office hit. Everybody would go just to see him. It would be cool to see like Jaws in like a movie mm-hmm. remake. I would agree with that. I'm just thinking of that. Rest in peace. I don't know if it's Doctor No, or I think if you remade Diamonds modern, where it had more like an Ocean's Eleven feel to it, it'd be fun. Diamonds would be Diamonds, Diamonds would be spectacular. Really, like a modern Vegas would be really cool. Yeah. And yeah. you could get a who was it, Jay Z, a Kanye, whoever that was, to do the song Diamond. I think you could I, really I, do I, Diamonds some justice. I agree, because I, I'd, well, I'm not gonna talk about it because but Casino Royale. That's one of the things I like <laughs> about it. I like a little bit of a Vegas feel to it. I was a fan of that. To answer your question, Mike. Live and Let Die, Thunderball, and yeah. I'm kind of warming up to the idea of Doctor No. That now that like I'm thinking about it, Supel talked about it. Doctor No would be pretty pretty fun to see remade. Yeah, the pro- the problem with that the problem I think with re with remaking Doctor No is that you would have to rewrite parts of Doctor No for it. Oh, to yeah. be to be successful. Like you Absolutely. could take you could take diamonds almost identical and reshoot and rejigger certain things. The same as DJ is suggesting with with man with a golden gun different you know different effects different you don't have to change a lot of the 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 core concept of the script dr no you got to add a whole bunch of shit to make that movie better i wouldn't want a single one remade but well this was a hypothetical so fuck yeah it's hypothetical (laughs) what is one movie that you would protect from ever getting remade if you goldfinger goldfinger yeah goldfinger goldfinger doesn't like wouldn't even touch it yeah yeah you can't right I no, agree. you can't. You can't touch Goldfinger because it is impossible to have anybody react or Goldfinger because right. it would be it would be a parody. Even though he was dubbed, but they but I, it was just, just it would be it would be a parody of itself. Right. I would say Goldfinger's up there, and the Spy Who Loved Me would also be up there with me as well. Does Goldmember count as Goldfinger? Yo, or? Now let me let me ask this question: If we had the opportunity to remake Russia, okay. who would this play? Is who, D, this is one of DJ's favorites. Yeah, who would who would play Green Bay? Oof, I don't know. Or who would you it's want a, to play Green Bay? Ideal, Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> I actually bet you he'd be pretty uh, good. You know that's not that wouldn't be bad because mm-hmm. he he did a uh, a serious one too. He just he just did like a a, a serious movie where he was like part of like the israeli secret service though isn't it maybe yeah but he he has some like serious he's not just doing borat it doesn't have like serious like roles too i could see him going back to the salt mines i'm trying to think somebody who's a fun friendly guy with a lot of sons and a very (laughs) man a lot of sons so would maybe philip rivers could he get into acting now that he's uh retired from football uh or antonio cromati maybe him former jets great i don't know that's a that's a good point uh, yeah, he did. Um, he did the trial of the uh, Chicago Seven. Yes, um, Sasha Baron Cohen. I, yeah, like I can't like off the top of my head, I can't think of like anyone I would want. That's tough, Mike. I think Kareem Bay is an original guy. Like I can't. He's also I been f- mentioned in ten of the. That's like Goldfinger podcast. That's like mm-hmm. trying to like replace Goldfinger to me. You can't. Yeah. You can't replicate Kareem Bay. I mean, I, I have I have in my head Littlefinger's character from um from Peaky Blinders. Like that's what's yes. in my head if you were to modernize it, but it's a it's a, it's a completely different performance of it. I would be fine with going like with an unknown t- 
to be mm-hmm. like if he had to do Green Bay, like an unknown. Yeah, you could have like the actor's son who, who appeared in yeah, the movie. You could, yeah. Oh, his grandson or somebody. Yeah. If we're on it, do we want to talk about what we think is the best supporting cast up into this point? Oh, well, Daryl from The Office, he would be a good Green Bay. Daryl yeah, from The Office. <laughs> yeah, Daryl. What? Yeah. I think he'd be a good Kareem. He's a friendly guy. I guess. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's, John well, T. You know, let's let's talk supporting cast. So uh, yeah. where do we want to start with this? And like uh, we've well, already let's... touched on Kareem Bay. I mean, so he was we... everyone's favorite. Yeah, I mean, he's the goat. No so we want to talk uh, like Bond Bond allies. Maybe start with MI6 just to cover the basics. Yeah, I uh, think from Russia was was a good supporting cast, mostly because of Red Grant. I mean, if we're ranking. If we're ranking yep. M's at this point, it's pretty easy to say Bernard Lee. Let's rank on money pennies. Lois Maxwell, that's it. Yeah, right. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna say I really but we gotta mention the little intern. Yeah, what was the intern's the intern? I can't remember, but she's what do we call what what did we call the intern? I don't remember. I think we gave her a nickname and I don't recall. I, I don't recall either, but she's worth mentioning that she was interned in one film. And then but, she yeah. didn't return, which and then I, she was gone. Is a catastrophe. He to, also had an assistant in what was it, Thunderball, who just like died, and he right? left her in a cold basement, dead. Yeah, it's a tough business being. Now, uh, what what I did not tally until this point is how many double O's have been offed. There's actually a list I saw, and I'm looking well, of all the. Okay, let's, right. let's, let's try to like name it off. We had Doctor right, Doctor No right off the bat, right? Right, because you know you lose them in double. You lose a few of them, right? Double O. Right, double three, double nine. Do they lose any? And that's the thing with all these Bond films, guys. Like, all the plots are like gluing together in my brain right now. Double O two died. Reference in Man with the Golden Gun. Bill Fairbanks. I found a fandom wiki that has actually the names and, and people in the in double O's. So, Same. so double O two. Is assassinated by Scaramanga. There's a 001 who gets referenced in Thunderball. He's in right. that scene where all the double O's are yeah. over there. That was, that was, that was not, a cool yeah. scene. There's not a lot going on there. So 002, murdered by yep. Scaramanga. 003, dead in View to a Kill. He's the body right. that's dead. Octopussy, too, right? Octopussy was one, yeah, with uh, the other clown suit. The fucking, yeah. the other clown. The other jabroni dressed as a clown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 004 appears again in Thunderball, but nothing ever happens there. Same with same with 005. 006 is the agent killed in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. That's the one that appears in the novel Her Majesty's 006 is killed. 006 becomes Trevelyan in Goldeneye. Yep. Our, our, we obviously know 007. Uh, these guys are doing no favors to Bond. No, no. There's a lot There's a lot of back and forth on 008, because 008 is mentioned in both Goldfinger and The Living Daylights. And I know 9 was mentioned a few times in a few different movies. 009 is killed in an octopusy. Apparently 009 also comes back in World is Not Enough. 009 is sent to kill Renard and is killed by Renard. So 009 dies twice in this series. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus 009. So I guess like we were trying to figure out whether like if there's like a rankings between the double O's or if it's just I was just trying to remember how many of them get just how many get killed by this point. Yeah, I like, mean I would know, say often them. We're talking about bond allies. If I were to rank them, all of these guys are at the bottom. They're at the bottom yeah. of like a ranking of like bond allies. I mean, because at this point too, at least in you know, we'll get to Goldeneye, but at least sure. like at least Trevelyan has stuff happening where he works with Bond and does yeah. things. 
everywhere else it's just these guys getting killed. Yeah. Felix hasn't died yet. Yeah. I yeah. mean, who who knows in this new movie that we're going to mm-hmm. get no time to die, but I mean, he was he was canceled in view to a kill because they decided to make it more ethnically pleasing based on the location of the movie. Right. Which is So, you know, I mean, he was in in 1987 he was a victim of 2021 cancel culture. <laughs> then they take his legs a few movies later. Yes. So I mean, uh, we also had, I'm, I'm thinking back, other Bond allies that we like besides Felix. I mean, who's probably the best Felix to this point, guys? Who, who would y'all say? I'm trying to think of the top of my brain. I, I know what Felixes are to come. I can tell you who the worst Felix is, is the one in Goldfinger. That Felix is terrible. Terrible. So we've he had, does nothing. We've does had nothing. five Felixes so far. And the only one to repeat was... David Hedison in Live and Let Die and License to Kill. License to Kill Felix is probably top Felix, so I would say him, honestly. I agree, but so far, I like the one in Thunderball. He flew the helicopter. They shot a shark. It's kind of cool. <laughs> the the Felix, in Diamonds, the Felix in Diamonds isn't horrible. I mean, he's not really anything great. Although Felix in Dr. No is not bad, right? Because he's the one that walks in on the uh, the fight in the box. Yeah, he's good. The, uh... He is good. Low-key good. With, with the red stripe. Look- Live and yeah, let die, stripe. Felix. But the good. red stripe. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Live and let die because, you know, they, they sit in the spinning booth and everything. He's mm-hmm. kind of just chumming it up. I, I enjoyed that performance for Felix specifically. Another Bond ally that's on top of my brain is Columbo. And I remember. Columbo. Yeah. I remember all of us liking Columbo. Columbo and his pistachio nuts wasn't bad. And we keep mentioning a, a Mount Rushmore of Bond allies. So we want to solidify this because I feel like we can solidify mm-hmm. it with the movies we've already seen. Are we are we going to include Felix in this Mountain Rushmore Bond ally? Yeah. I think he this- has to be, even though they Felix changes the character of Felix Leiter has to be in there. I I agree. I agree. Well, speaking of Mount Rushmore, there's one guy we can't forget on the uh, Mount Rushmore of Bond allies, the one and only J.W. Pepper. If Doesn't crack my list. Let me just tell you, if I'm talking about characters and James Bond movies that appear. J.W. Pepper, and I'm fully confident. So I'm just going to let everybody know, we record this on uh, Zoom, <laughs> so I've just muted Supel. Um, J.W. Pepper is at the bottom. Supel has a, a two-minute penalty for uh, shitty commentary. <laughs> J.W. Pepper is the worst character in James Bond here's history. Like, convince me anything else. Like, who's worse than that? The double-taking pigeon? Yeah, that one's pretty bad. <laughs> the double-taking pigeon. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I still think J.W. J. Pepper. Jack Wade. There. Jack Wade. Jack Wade, Jack CIA. Wade. A diamond in the rough in that era. Didn't get them yet. Valentine. The opening of our podcast. Yeah, we're not there yet, Super. We're yeah, jumping yeah, the gun here. It's Goldeneye. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, that's, that's why, don't we, why don't we just talk about the video game, too, at this point? Like, <laughs> come on, buddy. Fine. Q, we, we, all, we all overlook Q. Can we put him in the Bond ally conversation as, as a Mount Rushmore? I'm thinking uh, of I mean, like in yeah, the I mean, field. Are we, yeah, are we considering, you know, are we considering MI6? I'm going to tell you, like, just I'm going to rattle off four names Felix, Colombo, Kareem Bay, of course, and Draco from On Her Majesties. Four at the top of my brain. That's what I'm thinking for Mount Rushmore. I don't know. I don't know who else I would put above those four. Where point, are we? Con- yeah. Where are we considering Jaws? Jaws. Well, I mean, he does turn into an ally, I guess, at the end. 
which is shitty. And I hated that aspect of it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to keep Jaws and, and forget that the ending of Moonraker ever happened in, in the henchman category. <laughs> I agree. But I, did, I, did, I did find a, uh, an all 44 Bond boys ranking. But it Bond includes boys ranking? Bonds boys. Like people oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Let's hear some of them. But yeah. the problem is it, it but the problem it, it includes all. So you want you want top okay. ten? You want, you want me to go top ten here? Sure. So top ten, Q and then Daniel Craig era, okay. Mathis. Mathis, yeah. So Felix Leiter from Dr. No. I'm pretty sure those are women's sunglasses. Yeah, hundred percent. So Draco from On Her Majesty's makes number seven on this list. Looking sharp, Draco. So Felix Leiter and Live and Let Die. Um, and license to kill. We've got Kincaid from Loki. <laughs> Loki, great character. Loki, great. We haven't gotten to them on the podcast yet, but yeah. So Valentin Dmitriev Zakovsky. Yep. Our boy, Kareem Bay. Underrated. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's low here at number three. So the reason I raised Jaws is Jaws is placed here at number two. Okay. They get. Well, they get. They gave us Q. Q from nineteen sixty three until nineteen ninety nine in every movie. So like, I, I understand what they did there, but great right. scene though with the slot machine ring. Probably his best gadget. Yeah, for real. That's a good one. That's, I mean, you're talking about get rich quick schemes. That's mm-hmm. number one. Having some fun. <laughs> I switched to like the, the next page. Number 20 is Hawker the Caddy from Goldfinger. Great. <laughs> <laughs> not, not on the Mount wow. Rushmore. Not on the I Mount mean, Rushmore, but great sidekick. Yeah, great sidekick for, character. For the little time he had on, on, the, uh, on the film, I would yep. agree. That's a that's a character that I completely forget about, and then we mention him, and I'm like, my brain just like mm-hmm. turns on. I'm like, wow, yeah, that's a, that was a great Bond like ally for sure. Him, yeah. for like just going to hit the links. Yeah, he's not on a uh, not on a Mount Rushmore, but Tibbets is a good one too. Yeah, because Tibbets, Tibbets is a because Tibbets is a double O, right? I don't. That is a good question. I thought Tibbets was. <laughs> I thought he was just an agent. I don't think he was a double O. I'll be honest with you. Of all the Bond films, I've seen the least of you to kill. It's probably like the least I've seen of all the Bond films. I was not looking forward to rewatching that movie when we had to like do this podcast. I was like, shit, I got to watch this movie again. I don't know. I feel like I'll, I'll watch A View to a Kill more than I would Octopussy. You know, I agree with you. Octopussy and like A View to Kill are like, the only reason I would watch A View to Kill is because of Max Zorn. Mm-hmm. A View to a and Kill has more, has more highs and has way more highs in it than Octopussy. Like Octopussy is just, just Octopussy, mediocre. Octopussy is an all-time high. Oh, I, I knew that was coming. Good song. Good song. Bad everything else. So moving on, we're going to go down that road. We've had 14 songs to this point, or, or 13. Keep Dr. No out of the conversation because that's just the Bond theme. What do we think? The all-time best in Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die, standalone number one Bond song. You know, in, in going back and re-listening to like the whole the whole thing, I don't know if it is for me. I just I don't know I, I love that song I don't know if it is I think it's a great song I mm-hmm. I go back and forth on this one likewise you know. what would you say is till this point I don't I don't know that's the one that's transcended the most that one's been around longest it's transcended from just being a Bond movie to a to a song in in culture I do love Shirley Basie's Goldfinger like that's just a great one Spy Who Loved Me was a good one. Spy Who Loved Me is a good one. Yeah, that's still my number one. Nobody I does it better. I did my song rankings, guys. Uh, complete and top three songs we've already seen already. 
uh, reviewed. Uh, I got number one, Live and Let Die. Number two, Nobody Does It Better. And number three, A View to a Kill by Duran Duran. Just standalone song for me. And then the credits also boost that as well for all three of those for me, honestly. If we're going to talk about top five, Goldfinger's in there at number five too for me. So four mm-hmm. out of the five that we've already seen already is top five songs for me. Trey, you actually scored Goldfinger uh, higher than A View to a Kill for song and opening sequence. Yeah, I mean, like, opening sequence, I y'all didn't like Goldfinger's opening sequence because it didn't contribute anything to the plot. No. I, the song is I, great. I like it. I, I like the, the Bond's look in Goldfinger in the opening sequence is my favorite Bond look of all time. The white smoking jacket is with, a, like, red rose is, like... Look, also, I go back to, I also really like Thunderball. Oh, yeah. Tom Jones. Tom Jones pass out. Tom Jones. Awesome. I, lo- I love Tom Jones. Now, the one that I think now, this is just me. me the song, personally, the song one- is great, but the opening sequence and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking pure song here. I'm not talking. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking sequence. I'm talking song because I think the one that gets a lot of love, which I personally think stinks, is You Only Live Twice by Nancy Sinatra. I, I, I think that song stinks. <laughs> I hate that. Song. I, love I, it. I agree. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> I know y'all hate it. <laughs> I can't com- get enough com- of it either. It's com- it's complete movie bias because I can't hear the opening bars without seeing the transitions in my head in that movie where it's like, and it just makes me want to just throw something at the screen. <laughs> so it just, it has everything to do with the movie. Like the, the movie has bled into that song for me. So it's impossible for me to like it. It's number six for me. I was just looking at my rankings. I did that song's number six for me. Well, your rankings stink. <laughs> I, I do well, think we, we've seen some really good songs up to this point, but there I, are still some really good songs there, left to there's come. Some, there's some good ones coming. I think we talked about it. I think Roger Moore has he like had the best songs. He had the best songs. He really did. Well, they. I, I think at that point they recognized the ability to get to get artists to submit songs and then simultaneously sure. put them out in promotion where they were pumping out movies every six months back in the 60s it, it was not the uh it was not the mega machines that that we know is the entertainment industry now yeah right the cross-pollination of music and movies and soundtracks didn't happen until roger moore was there so you went back and remade dr no and you got famous artist x to cut a new song for it or re-release diamonds are forever and instead you did the kanye west jay-z version as the the opening sequence to that movie i think that would be something that would be very different and uh redo the man with the golden gun instead of uh lulu oh god uh, yeah that song stunk i think i, I know i think some of y'all remind it i really hated that song Soup, you said uh, nobody does it better is number one. That's my number one. My top five, and nobody does it better. Goldfinger, Live and Let Die, A View to a Kill, and You Know My Name. Six, License to Kill. DJ, what, what was yours? Like your, up, like, up into this up point. To, up to this point, yeah. Um, for me, Live and Let Die, number one. Yeah. Number two, Nobody Does It Better. And then after that, the third spot is tough. I mean, Duran Duran, A View to a Kill is up there for me. Thunderball as, as a song is up there for me. The opening right. sequence, I think, stinks. I think we talked about it. Like, the opening credits for A View to a Kill is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's what really boosts A View to a Kill's. With, like, black, with all the uh, the black yeah. lights. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. View to a Kill had some real strong high points, but had a bunch of lows. 
Agreed. Song and villain really were the big high points for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would I would say that's probably my my top three in that order. Live and Let Die, Nobody Does It Better, okay. Computer Will Kill. Not Did we get- Gold and I, uh, Goldfinger in the top three? Not in my top three. Yeah, Goldfinger's up there okay. for me. I don't, I, it's top four to this point for me. It's just mm-hmm. outside of top three. It's just like, I would say Goldfinger, like the song Goldfinger, is the most iconic Bond song. That I would disagree. I hear like the the note Goldfinger from Shirley Bassey and like, it's like iconic. I think amongst, I think amongst Bond fans, I think Goldfinger is the most iconic. Amongst the general population, I think Diamonds Are Forever is. I think the opening harmony of diamonds are forever because it's been dubbed over because it's been used i think probably has the most worldwide recognition and then i and then i would say live and let die because of both paul mccartney obviously yeah. and then guns and roses i can agree with live and let die diamonds is a fantastic song I, look diamonds is the top three for me as a song fantastic i song. love that I, I love the regular song right? i love the redo uh, but i love the regular song i'm also i also really like definitely a top 10 song for me i think it's like mm-hmm. seven or eight if i did a complete list i got it in their 12th right between living daylights mm-hmm. and the world is not enough see I'm, I'm only talking about these 14 movies super's just constantly bringing movies that we haven't talked about yet are you uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what would who would just say is the worst song that we've heard at this point? The worst song opening sequence. I'm saying it's "Man with the Golden Gun" by Lulu. I think it's terrible. Moonraker or "You Only Live Twice"? Probably "You Only Live Twice." Moonraker, Moonraker for me. Song, but I feel like it's Moonraker. Yeah, want to listen to Moonraker. Moonraker is not one of my favorites. All time high is not one of my favorites. That one's definitely not. Uh, other than that, there's not much to hate from what we've heard. Thunderball's great. For Your Eyes Only is great. You Only Live Twice falls in, in my bottom, but that's really just because my not, a lot of liking, good song. not my liking not liking that movie leaks into my dislike of the song. Like what about like Russia? So it's 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 unfair. Russia and Majesty songs were quite different, but they're middle I, of the road. On her Majesty's, I synced in like the score as like my song. Well, that is it. Well, that I mean that that's it, right? Because yeah, the like technically the bond song is just the the james bond orchestra theme and then there's the louis armstrong you know we have all the time in the world for that montage piece some people consider that song some people don't i don't know where we we will ultimately fall on that both on her majesty Mm -hmm. collectively has one of my favorite Mm -hmm. bond scores like going from the gun barrel that unique gun barrel sequence Mm -hmm. the score and then louis armstrong like Collectively, that's one of my favorite Bond scores altogether. It's just a, it's just a great movie. Yeah, it's agreed. Just, it's, a, it's a really well done movie. Agreed. Top I still five. like. Mm-hmm. I still think like it's for Bond fans. It's not like it's not underrated, but for like for your casual like I guess people who don't really watch Bond but are like that's the most underrated movie to me. That's a that's a movie that will always like try to sneak into my top three top five for sure mm-hmm. so moving on to the, to the lovely ladies of of the bond universe who's our favorites agent yeah. x triple x triple x i think uh triple x and tracy bond pussy galore shout out to sylvia trench i'm gonna throw her out there <laughs> i think we got to my absolute favorite moment of this entire podcast was educating 
Trey that Diana Rigg was also in Game of Thrones. Yes. That was my absolute favorite moment of the first yes. of the first 14 episodes of this whole podcast. Watching your face when I played that as the opening <laughs> as as the clip and yeah. it all came together in your head the was one of the switch. best one of the best moments of this fucking podcast. <laughs> The light switch turned on like that makes yeah. so much fucking sense that they're the same person. Mm -hmm. Their fucking eyes look exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Plenty of tool underrated. Plenty of tool. We needed more of her. I could like yeah. we didn't get enough of her. Sad death too. Tough. I think mm -hmm. um solitaire. If she did more than just read the cards, like there was so much more to her that we could have seen. Domino. Honey, Honey Rider had like her iconic scene. What was her name who died in Don't Mind My Friend? Can she sit? She's just dead. What was her name? Uh, Wasn't she? Um, wouldn't we consider her the villain? He no? he did sleep with her. I don't think she was the main girl. I guess she was one of the sacrifice girls. What in Thunderball? Yeah, I forget her name though. Oh my gosh, guys, my brain turns off too, and we like we forget these. Here, I, I mean, I, I also I up. do I do love Domino in in Thunderball. Fiona too. Volpe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fiona. Yeah, I do love Domino in, in that movie though. Tatiana was a, a gem too. I like mm -hmm. I like Tatiana. I think I rated her pretty high, probably higher than I rightfully should. I liked but, her. Yeah, she was something completely different. I mean, she wasn't like yeah. a, a field agent, but it might not be a unanimous bottom. But Tiffany Case is terrible. <laughs> terrible guys. Tiffany Case is Tiffany Case is bad. Stacy Kissy Suzuki. Aki Kissy Suzuki. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, DJ. I think she's like my lowest rated Bond girl. Probably. I, I think everyone voted I, low on Yoli's choice. I bombed mm -hmm. her score, if I remember correctly. It, like, if you don't even know her name, like, you don't even, like, know her name in the movie, like, how am I supposed to give her, like... You gave it a one. One, yeah. Well, yet I almost got in trouble for giving a Stacey Sutton, like, a one or a... A point five. five. You gave her a point five. A point five? <laughs> Not even a one. We recorded that before she passed away, so I feel really sad about that. So Yeah, but we also Tanya muscled Roberts. you up to like, I think we muscled you up to like a 1.5 on that one because it, was, it finished at a 1.5, yeah. Yeah, because you're, 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 you're spineless on this podcast. Who's the hottest Bond girl? Uh, Melania. Oh, wait, no, that's the other girl. Oh, Melina, that's her name. To, to, this, point, to this point, who did we rank the highest, DJ? Who did we rank the highest? Tracy Bond. Yeah, I'm saying Tracy Bond's number so what one. What we do? Trace what we do? Tracy Bond one, Ursula Andrews two. Ooh. No, Anya no. probably, huh? Probably Anya. Anya, maybe Pussy Galore. Uh Honey Rider did score well. Mm -hmm. She did. But I think I think Honey Rider. It's hard, comes man. Third. Comes third. Doctor No's so hard. It, 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 there's an iconic standpoint and everything that we rated yeah. in that movie it's it's hard to just steer away from it and i found that there there was a a point in a lot of these movies where they would create these female characters mm -hmm. and then they would just totally change their personalities halfway through you'd have these strong independent women capable of a lot of things and then all of a sudden they would just be helpless during critical scenes of this movie or of any movie. At the end. Right. It, happened, it would happen all the time. There's few exceptions, and there's more exceptions as we get to the later movies. But that became kind of a pattern that did not do a lot of justice to, to some of the actresses. Who would y'all say is, like, the most underappreciated Bond girl to this point? We all we all agree on, like, the, the top three, right? Anya, Pussy Galore, like, all iconic, Honey Rider, Tracy Bond. Like, who's your dark horse Bond girl? Tatiana. 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 
Tatiana. You know, Tatiana. See, I think if you don't have Anya, uh, Tatiana Romanova is easily in your top three. But you replace a secretary who acts as an agent with an actual field agent. Yeah. Like they basically took Tatiana Romanova and rewrote her to be something more. You know, they took the building blocks and realized they had a lot there and they just right. improved upon it. It, it. Just in my opinion, I have no proof of that, but that's... That Domino's another one for me that Domino's yeah, good might, might get a little underrated. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm going to throw out Octopussy. I liked Octopussy in her film. Uh, Maude Adams did a good job. She's got her own little posse there, her own little situation with the whole mansion or circus henchman. Big fan of Octopussy. And like probably the best Bond girl name, Octopussy. Pussy you know, Galore. Pussy Galore. Pussy, Pussy Galore also good. Plenty yeah, of tool. But her circus was full of a bunch of men in wigs. Pussy galores? Yeah. If you rewatch like the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, it's a bunch of dudes. All right, so here's a question for the podcast. Marry, yes. fuck, kill. Oh, yes. Tracy Bond, <laughs> Tracy Bond Agent Triple X, and Honey Rider. Oh, gotta man. Stick, stick with the movie. Gotta kill Tracy Bond just because that's her destiny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry Tracy. I'm going to fuck Honey Rider, and I'm going to kill Anya. Yeah, I'm killing Triple X because if I don't do it first, she's gonna kill me. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in the same boat, dude. It, it, she'll know? kill me in my sleep. Like, uh, like if, yep. if I look at another girl or something, she's she's coming after me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, under the other the underrated one I forgot is uh, Jill Masterton. Oh yeah, for sure. Jill Masterton before she you know Jill, when when she's hanging out on the balcony and then all of a sudden she's gold. Yes. Yeah, she's she's an underrated one. She is a smoke for sure. Yeah. So, but. It can't be said enough. I don't think S- Sylvia Trench's scene where she's putting. Sylvia Trench's. I mean, look, it was the opening of this. It was the opening of this. Yeah, know? she's putting in Bond's freaking hotel room there. Sylvia Trench is a smoke show, an absolute smoke show in this scene. Came back in Russia too. Yes. Where are we putting solitaire in this? She just missed the boat for me, man. Like, I, upper half. In, yeah, she's in the upper half. I would say below her is that's where you have your Holly Goodhead and Mary Goodnights. I feel like Mary Goodnight could have been so much better. That's one that yeah. that really could have been better. I have a lower third. I, I agree with you on um, Milana's uh, on For Your Eyes Only. If, yeah. if her acting was better, that's yep. like a great Bond girl. Yep. Her acting was terrible. Yeah, it was not. It was not good. <laughs> it was really not good. Character's great. The acting was awful. Bond girl name could be better. And can we all agree that not official Bond girl, but like secondary figure skating BB is just the worst? The fifteen-year-old. Yeah, I mean, with a with a seventy-year-old ruined it for me. A bad character. Mm -hmm. That's a very bad character. Agreed. A character we did fail to mention. Great name though, Holly Goodhead. We literally just mentioned. We just Holly mentioned it. No, we, yeah. no, but I agree. <laughs> no, we, 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 we literally head, just said that. Good head and good night. No, I thought we said good night. And good head. Both of them. Simultaneously. It's past, past Supel's bedtime. It is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would say good head and good night, guys, they're like interchangeable. I have them 22 and 23. Yeah, they're interchangeable. Good night's a smoke. Good heads, I guess, has a. Little bit of a brain on her. I do think though, going forward, as we move to the next movies, we get to another level of really good looking women. Now, granted, we get one of the worst, we get two of the worst Bond girls by yeah. character and performance. But they are like, like think obviously like Halle Berry is a stunning woman, but she's a terrible Bond girl. 
you know, yeah. so that, that has to be split there. And not to go completely off the rails, but like the Craig movies, I feel like, or at least the, there are like the first couple, mm-hmm. the like Bond girls to me, like the way they portray it's they're so different. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Like Skyfall? Like, I don't even know what we're going to do for that. Like, we got to talk about like, who the fucking Bond girl is going to be there? And, and, and Supo is going to scream M. But like, well, but, but I mean, but you no, even get I'm to like, Eve, right? No, I mean, it's you're going to say Money Penny, right? And she turns out to be Money Penny. Who's the uh, the woman who ends up being shot in the duel? From yeah, the, the, why is it with this movie? Which she is dies so early, uh, but yeah. we drew the we drew everything Skyfall. Tonight. But I mean, look, but, but going forward, too, we get you know, when we start talking about we get a lot more female henchwomen or female yeah. bad, bad, uh, you know, female leads. Um, yeah, female Electric lead. King. I mean, you get, but you get, you electric. get Electric, you get Electric King, yeah. you get Famke Janssen as as Zenya. To that point, when, when you get to Goldeneye, your two female henchwomen is Mayday and 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 Zenya. You know, talk about powerful characters. Yeah. You know, then you get to Electric King and Miranda Frost, where we start doing the old, you know, flip on, you know, they you think they're good and they become bad. Just ruin yeah. that movie for me, Mike. I, I, spoiler alert. Th- yeah. <laughs> thanks for thanks for bringing that point up, Mike. Like Naomi, we're talking about going back to Naomi. Mm-hmm. I can't speak on her enough. She is so sexy to me, and she's such a badass. I feel like her death is kind of like kind of like does her like her character wrong, but yeah. gotta throw Naomi into the discussion. Talking about Bond girls supporting cast, throw her in there. Did we even talk about MI6, by the way, supporting cast? No. Did we just skip over that? <laughs> uh, no, we, we kind of just blew right through it where... I mean, like, you know, it's, 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 we can. It's, it's Bernie Lee and, you know, yeah, and, but, and Q. We, we, and, we, we glossed over Q it. Q hasn't changed. Yeah, like, Money Penny hasn't changed. It's not really one. It's not one You're worth right. diving really That's into. why. Bernard Lee, I, I can't remember the actor's name of the other M. He stunk. We all hated him collectively. But, but things worth diving into. Yeah, hench, um, hench people to this point. Yeah, now we're, people, now, now we're in a serious category. Hench people, and when you talk about like the duo between hench and villain, mm-hmm. who's the best like duo? Who I mean, I two that I think of guys, odd job and jaws. All the you time, odd job, you have odd job, you have jaws, you have Ray Grant, you have Baron Samidi, you mm-hmm. have Teehee, you have Mayday, you've got some Mayday, Mr. Big, Mr. Big, Mr. Big, Nick Knack, yeah. I mean, you've got a lot. You got. I mean, you got a lot of like, you know, in the Bond universe now. Not talking in, in the general public, but in, right. amongst us Bond folk, you have a lot of iconic hench people here. Who's the most iconic? Jaws. 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 It, has to, it has to be Jaws. I think it's Jaws. Yeah. Came back for a second movie. I think it's Jaws. I think, I, it's, I think, it's, I think it's Jaws one. I think it's. He's got the teeth, probably odd like, uh, job two. Red Just Grant because three. it because it's so classic, Red Grant three, yeah, iconic. You think Red Grant's number three? I think so. I, that's what I think of when I think of from Russia. I think Mayday. I think Mayday's three is I- iconic. She's up there. And she's unforgettable. You know, because she is like she's just very different than any t- anything you've you've seen before, right. right? You know, you have you got right. a female character, or a strong character. You know, all of the things that have not been written into Bond to this point. To this point. Mm-hmm. That we've reviewed, but, but yeah, Red Grant's up there as well. Red Grant was an absolute badass. That whole scene was wild with him, like in the rail car. 
the yeah wild long ass scene but that that fight sequence was probably one of the best uh sean connery <laughs> fight sequences still I mean, young enough to do struggle. it yeah any any favorite gadgets oh god or, or car favorite car oh. favorite gadget i mean it's the db6 yeah db6 there's no sure. there, there's zero question it's the db6 with the ejector seats the yeah the whole oh. gold finger like outfit you bulletproof when grandma with the machine gun started. Machine gun granny. Machine gun. Granny. <laughs> Don't love the yeah. submarine car. Lodi, uh, the Doctor Claw submarine. With the fish got in it, I hated that part. Yeah. No, or so, J or, or JW I, Peppers in South Asia buying American cars. Yeah, no. I liked I liked the Lotus a lot. Uh, Lotus is probably a, number two at this point. Yeah. I would say. No, I, I mean it's it's the DB5 for me. DB5. Agreed. I think DB5 is going to be it for me going forward, too. That's number one. Gadgets? What do we think? Little Nelly? Yeah, I, I mean, are, are we saying that's... As... Came in a suitcase, so it's got to be a gadget. I, if we're considering Little Nelly as a gadget, I, I Little Nelly's one of my favorites. Yeah. What about the jetpack in a, the big beginning jet... after he punched a woman? That's probably the most iconic bond gadget guys for me iconic wise not, i'm not saying it's the best but like jetpack jetpack yeah I like jetpack is jetpack is good you know laser I mean, watch are we including hench people in this particular discussion or 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 um or bad folk like the rosa kleb like poison shoe with the the blade that was great i mean yeah that's i mean of course that's I, I would say that's pretty iconic as well. Or even the uh, the gadgets that were make believe that fooled the U.S. government, like the breather in Thunderball, which everybody thought was a real life thing. I mean, I do like the uh, the Diamonds of Forever electromagnetic ring. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm uh, I'm like ruffling through all the gadgets. So many movies that where where we where are we putting where are we putting James Bond's fake nipple <laughs> <laughs> gadget? That's a gadget. Yeah. Oh, I know it's a gadget, but where? That's it's got to be up there. I mean, you have you got to pose a uh, scaramanga mm -hmm. somehow. You got to have a fake I mean, nipple on hand. I mean, you got a ski pole. You got the ski pole gun from Spy. Uh, I like the the. Just speaking of guns, the gun and from Russia, like at that period of time, that's probably one of my favorite guns. That mm -hmm. rifle you just threw together and like, oh, here's a shoulder. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and take the shot, Cream Bay. We can all agree that the space lasers from from Moonraker is the worst, right? Pew, pew, pew. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those, yeah. It's not great. It's not great at all. But it made it made good for sounds, and they were fun to use in Goldeneye, the video game. They were fun in Goldeneye. <laughs> that's that's about where Moonraker it goes. Moonraker lasers. Yeah, that's about it. Though. Um, or the uh, torpedo guns underwater in uh, Thunderball. Yeah. What uh, about the uh, spear guns? What about the fake uh, submarine? Like crocodile, he uses an uh, octopusy. It's a cool one. Into the uh, octopusy's lair. What about the one from from Russia, where he's got the uh, the bird on his head, that scuba gear? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one too. I mm -hmm. I would say probably my I don't probably my now we now we're thinking about it. Probably little Nelly's my favorite, most iconic. I still think it's the jetpack though. Uh, the briefcase is legit because that was like probably the first like gadget that we gotten from Russia. I do like the one in, I do like the one in Octopussy though, where it comes out of the horse's butt and the plane takes off, and then he has to drive up to the gas station to fill it up. That's yes. a good one too. Gadget with half half empty tank. 
Yeah. Even uh, the submarine iceberg at the beginning of uh, View to a Kill. Yeah. yeah J- James Bond's floating sex dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that fucking horrible. That thing's fucking terrible. The parachute, though, with the Union Jack flag was great, though. Great. That's a good one. That mm-hmm. was good. I agree. Good entrance. Yes. Lands on the boat. We've got some good ones coming up, though. So yeah, we got some real good ones coming up. Yeah, so we're 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 gonna have, we're gonna have a lot of fun. The uh, the upcoming podcasts, I think, are some of them can be a little rough because they're they're gonna get a little longer. We're gonna be a little drunker. You know, you're gonna have to tolerate it if you've been through it to this point. God bless you. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for keeping up with it. <laughs> any uh any any wrapping scores or things you want to highlight there, Dave? Before we, before we call um, this thing? I mean, yeah, just overall, I'll give you you know as a crew what our you know top rated bonds sure. up into this point will be um just so you kind of have it in one spot but um best overall average wise scoring uh goldfinger was number one uh that out of the four of us uh, landed at an 84.375 um close behind that was the spy who loved me at 80.8 honor majesty's in third 72 0.57. Oh, and then uh, from Russia is uh, 69.75. Those are kind of the, the top average. And overall, I think a lot of lows. Octopussy was overall lowest at 53.37. Moonraker at 54.87. Uh, let's see. Oh, wow. There's actually a tie here. Um, a View to a Kill and You Only Live Twice, both at 55.375. Wow. Yeah. I think uh, overall with a little over half or somewhere around that realm of films finished in the can, done, we're going to have some some real high points coming up. And I think we'll add a little bit to some of the tail end of Roger Moore's clunkers. Um, you know, you still got a few Pierce Brosnan and clunkers to, to throw in there. But I think uh, you'll, you'll have some high scores and some of the Daniel Craig's and obviously Goldeneye uh, that we all have referenced you know, a bunch of times thinking that's going to be a very solid score. So I think, I think we're in a good spot right now. I mean, I'd say at this point, the scores really totally, uh, as far as like the high scores, as far as an enjoyment to watch, those are some of my favorite bond films to this point. So agreed. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I, I can't remember where I ranked octopusy, but I, I it might've ranked a little higher than what I actually enjoy it. But <laughs> um, I don't know. That's the reason why we're doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still no end in sight for No Time to Die, right? Is it going to get pushed again? Where it's October now, right? Yeah, in 2022. This thing's probably going to end up coming out. Oh, so, it's unbelievable. Um, they could have filmed another Bond movie in this time. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll keep rolling out episodes and try to lead up to that, and hopefully around uh, around release time, we'll start ramping up some other fun podcasts to talk about overall villains overall anything we want just to, to generate some excitement around it all right anything to add i think mike's got something. <laughs>